Good day, sirs and ma'ams. Hello! It's another episode of the Rad Years Podcast, and we're talking Game Boy games today. But first, some well, sad news. Well, yeah. First, I want to address last week. I uh, Two things. First things first, I said I will try any snack food from 20 years ago. And I said, you don't Legit- want to do that. You said, I don't want to do that. And I said, yeah, I'll give it a shot. Because okay. I assumed that the cheese would last forever. Right. And then? Uh, you sent me a picture of a handy snack from only 2000, like a 15, 2002. 2002, a 15 year old handy snack. I didn't know they came with syrup. It was brown sludge. It might be the most disgusting picture I've ever seen, and I've seen right. some pretty nasty stuff. So. I redact my statement. I'm yeah. rescinding my uh, commitment to. I'll still try the crackers. <laughs> I'm not going to buy that. Oh. I want it just to frame it. Oh. All right. Anywho, the, the other part was, and apparently, uh, I got a little dark. At what point? Oh, uh, well, about the bus. Points. Yeah, about yeah. The bus, the tangent, dog. You did get a little dark. I got a couple tangents. Yeah. Um, and don't get me wrong. I was very sad. It's just a coping mechanism. That was <laughs> sure. a beautiful dog. I love that right. dog. So immediately after that show, I'm like, you know what? Next week, all positive. Nothing sad, nothing dark, and then Bill Paxton had to go and die on us. Oh. Thanks, Bill. This one hit hard. But who else died? Oh. Uh, Judge, we lost a... Uh, definitely Wapner. Definitely Wapner. I watched Wapner. We, Wapner. we lost Wapner. But Kmart on to be fair, the guy, Avenue. The guy was 97. Yeah, he know. He was so old. he had a good life. Right. And I think the bailiff that was on there died years ago. I Did he? Yeah. That's sad. Um, but yeah, the, the Bill Paxton death hit me hard because pretty much you name a movie I love right? and he was in it. Yeah, you are, you are into those James Cameron films oh. and Tombstone and Twister. You, I thought you didn't I, like Twister. I don't like Twister. Oh. I, I like it for its camp for right. what it is. And I had a great Twister reference earlier today when I wanted to throw you a You couldn't piece stop of, making Twister references oh, it was great. this morning. Well, what's what do we got to honor Bill Paxton with? Uh, this is probably the greatest improv line. This is an Im- improv line out of my f- one of my favorite movies of all time. Well, that's great. That's just fucking great, man. Now what the fuck are we supposed to do? Right. We're some real pretty shit now, man. You finished. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. What the fuck are we going to do now? <laughs> It sounds like you almost every show we're working. Why don't you put her in charge? I say at least three times a day. Uh But yeah, the Game Over Man, which quoted all the time from Aliens, uh, that was not in the script. He just, it was supposed to be one line. It's like, oh no, what are we going to do now? And he just kind of went with it. Yeah, which I I think it just made the scene. I think I started this week, don't I? Because I finished with Magic Middles. Well, yeah, but I was going to suggest I go first. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, I remember our yeah. conversation last when night. You're going yeah. first. Yeah. Well, it just makes sense this way. Well, my last pick is the most obscure, weirdest one that okay, we probably well, can't spend a lot of time on. No, that's fine. It works. It all works. right. No, works. no, So no. we'll go with your first pick. 
They said it wasn't humanly possible. But now you can have all the power and excitement of Nintendo right in the palm of your hand. Introducing Game Boy. It's portable, it's in stereo, and its games are interchangeable. Plus, Game Boy comes with the outrageous new game, Tetris. And for head-to-head -head competition, use the revolutionary video link and blow your opponent away. Game Boy, only from Nintendo. Now you're playing with power. Portable power. Portable power. They really made that tagline yeah. work for everything. Superpower. Uh, super. <laughs> it was Think about that. That was groundbreaking when, like, all your portable, like, your Tiger games. Well, uh, we, first of all, I was, before we start anything, I'm going to say when the, the, we finally wipe ourselves off this planet, there'll be two things left standing. Cockroaches and the original Game Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Thing is built like a fucking uh. tank. And <clears throat> we've talked uh, about this in the past podcast, the board game, how back in the day, like finding something that you could like take with you and, and, and entertain you when you're outside of your, your entertainment, which was normally latched to the house, was huge. And of course, the links look cool with the color screen. Everybody thought the Game Gear was cool, but the batteries lasted three minutes. <laughs> and the Game Boy, those batteries lasted like four years. Like my Game Boy still has the original batteries. <laughs> Uh, I the the for me it wasn't even the difficulty of some of the games because some of these games were hard as shit. Yeah, and some of them on my list are next to impossible, never finished. The for me the true challenge was angling it just perfectly in the light so you could see what you were doing. Yeah, right. I just remember going on family trips and sitting in on in the back seat of my dad's 1988 Ford Bronco II, and I was on the left side. My sister to be on the right. It's just the way it worked, and angling trying to get a little sunlight trying to get a little sunlight through those big ass windows along the side well remember uh, my dad had a full-size bronco and the lights in the back kind of like pivoted right oh fancy. remember they were, they were like metal and you could kind of and then my dad would be like ryan turn that light off <laughs> and i turned the light off and, but then eventually they would release like those led when led lights came into prominence you, you get that, but you're already but grown. They loved th th me having a Game Boy back there because it entertained me. Because otherwise, I would just play with the uh, locking mechanism that would clip the uh, tarp in place. So if you would put the seats down, then you'd put that that bar with the tarp on it that would pull back, oh. and it would click. So I would just sit there going, click, click, <laughs> click. Click, 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 click for like hours on end, and it would amuse the shit out of me, but it would drive anyone else with, you know, mm. a half a mind crazy, which it did. The Game Boy was pretty. I remember my brother got one first, and then I was like, oh, I need a Game Boy. And then my mom let me use the money I had saved to buy one. Um, yeah, Game Boy was. Game Boy was legit awesome. Yeah. And Tetris being like the pinnacle. The the, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tetris to me, like I remember when I first like booted up my um, when I oh there it is. If we run out of music, we got to keep moving because this is a 14 minute cut. <laughs> um, how many times I was just late to work because I would be sitting there playing game playing Tetris on my Game Boy. You couldn't just I couldn't pause it. Let those batteries last. I, did, I just to work with you. Lost track of where yeah. I was at, and I just kept going. I'm like, I'm gonna beat this motherfucker. Yeah, Tetris seemed to work better in the fucking spinach green monochrome 
world of Game Boy. Was it because you can concentrate more? Maybe. Maybe the yeah. colors weren't so distracting. Yeah. You didn't. You were more focused. It was right more in your face. More focused on the shapes, not the colors. Yeah. I guess. Interesting. I don't know, but it always worked for me. I'm sure some t- scientists could tell us that's true or not. It was the only game until Pokemon, the only game ever that my brother and I would plug in the, the two-player connection thing for, and that was like once or twice. Mm-hmm. But that, you know, two-player was... Yeah, I don't think I ever used a two-player on Tetris. I was Well, I was a loner. You, you were in the basement with yeah. the blankets covering the windows. And, and, the only, and the only time I used the link cable was, yeah, it, when we were playing Pokemon, and it was ninth grade math class and you could just trade between blue and red yeah Yeah. and you would just see cables strung across the aisle in class and the teacher's just oblivious and uh yeah it was like a like a (coughs) obstacle course ah game boy Ah, should we talk about my first pick i went with my favorite games first this time okay i see i went backwards see i went i went favorite first so let's go my first pick This, Squeezer, was my favorite Mario game behind Mario 3 of all time. This is such a fun game. I love replaying it. It was it was revolutionary on the Game Boy. They they stretched that thing to its max. And Miyamoto didn't have anything to do with this. It was uh, Hiroji Kiyotake. Um, he was the guy who designed Wario. He was one of the original Samus Aran designers for a game I'm going to talk about later. Obviously, blowing my lead there. And he was the director and graphic designer of Super Mario Land 2, Six Golden Coins, and the sequels, subsequent sequels that we might talk about also. Um, he was a, uh, I don't know, I, I mean, if you played the first Super Mario Land, it was, oh, okay, this is cool, but oh, you're like, all right, this is Mario on Game Boy. It's never going to be as cool as Mario on Nintendo. And then this game came out. And you're like, holy shit! This is this is Super Mario Brothers three level cool special power ups. The carrot that gives you the little bunny wings, which I thought they should always bring back. I don't know why it was better than the cape in Mario World. The little bunny mm-hmm. wings because he kind of floats. But the, there's so much diversity and uh, uh, difference in all the worlds. There was you know the, the tree, the the Mario zone <laughs> where you're in his you're like in the the body of Mario was really weird. The bricks. The there was uh, the Halloween scary zone. There was the moon. It was and yeah, there was it was really different. And, and graphically, it was very similar to uh, Super Mario World. Like just that the the Over, rounded overhead, yeah. yeah the the more rounded image versus uh, which you started to see with three. Right. But man, what a departure from I mean where it first launched. But you're right, the, the difference of, of the worlds and the abilities and just, man, just stretching out that pack. Right, yeah, they really got, like, at their total 32 levels and in, in, uh, all the different theme zones to collect the six golden coins to get in and finally fight Mario. And, I mean, this music alone is just takes you back. It, it was a great soundtrack. Uh, 
it's amazing what they what they were able to do with such with like such limited power, yeah. limited ability and what they could do for audio for audio. Right. I mean I mean this this is listen to this. This is deeper than some songs you might download on iTunes today. Yeah. Just <laughs> And um it is is still listed as one of the best Nintendo games. I think 44th on the list of 100 greatest Nintendo games ever. <clears throat> so there was longevity in links. And, I, and like if you if you've never played this, I would get an emulator and and get it. I know it's on the virtu- a couple virtual consoles. Uh, get yourself Mario Brothers 2, six golden coins. It is fun, like Super Mario 3, Super Mario World fun. Uh, I rank it above Super Mario World for me, as far as Mario games. There's Mario Brothers three, and then there's this game for me. Yeah. Well, see, my my problem is nothing. Mario three is still the pinnacle. It is. It's never been. It's never been. It hasn't been dethroned yet. And I got a lot of favorite games out there. Yeah. Right. But uh, yeah, this is and it, it's fun. It is. You know that that's I think what I don't want to be and that old guy and challenging. It's fun but challenging, and I think that's what a lot of games miss. People get too wrapped up in. You know, trying to make it look good or tell a story, which I'm all for. I'm an RPG guy. I love that shit. Well, speaking of, we'll talk about this later. Yeah. Uh, there's a special release today that we're going to talk about later. Uh, but let's go to your next one that has a little something to do with this game. You're getting very greedy. You are me, Wario. You're very handsome. You have amazing powers. Plundering village pirates' treasure. Bag up a zillion coins. Buy me a castle bigger than Mario's. Repeat after me. I'm the bad guy in Wario Land, Super Mario Land 3, where being bad is good and greed is good. <laughs> Come and get it on Game Boy, greedy. R&D 1, always with the hits. Uh, this this was my favorite Mario, Wario game on the Game Boy. This is Wario Land, Super Mario Bros. 3, which is the direct sequel to... What I, we just your, talked your, about. Well, we just talked about... I never about. played it. Really? No. Uh, it's fun. It's different. Um, where it's similar to... Think of a Kid Chameleon. Mm-hmm. Um, so in this case, you play <coughs> as... You're playing as the villain, and it basically... Follows directly after the events of Super Mario Land 2. Now you're Wario, and now you want your own castle. Because he kicked them out of the castle, yeah. right? So now you got to go get your own castle. So the point of the game is to go and collect coins. Now now you have to battle pirates. Um, but the cool thing is with Wario, he's got his like shuffle attack. So when you're a big Wario, you go, and you bam, and you smash in the guys, and that's how you kill them. Same concept, you shrink and then you lose your powers and then you get hit again you die just like mario but the cool thing here is you have your helmets right so you'd have uh your uh, what did they call it it was so you had three helmets you had like this like horn helmet viking helmet or the viking helmet and that you can like have like an extra bash power that you can like smash okay. through blocks and other people and shit and you could when you jump the horns could like stick into the ceiling oh really hold yeah. you there yeah and hold you there and it also had like another like slam attack, um, and then oh, what was the other one? Safari helmet. The safari. That's what it says here. I had it written down, but I lost my little piece of paper. Why is depicted wearing his safari helmet? Oh, that's the traditional. 
Oh, that's his one. normal yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, um. Brown shirt. Oh, there was the there was the jet helmet. I'm the sorry. Bull, it was called bull the bull helmet. It was the yeah. bull helmet. That bull was the Viking helmet. one. Okay. Uh, and then there's the jet helmet, jet which helmet. when you faster and you can uh, fly, and then also like underwater, you could swim better. It's kind of like frog suit. Okay. And then my personal favorite was the dragon helmet, dragon helmet, which basically it was cool. You basically wore dragon's head on your head, and you shot flames, and it could kill shit. And you can also use it to break blocks and shit, so you can advance. Then now. The whole thing is with the greed is good. The whole point of this is to capture as many coins as you can. And that could determine the outcome of the ending of your game. So the more coins you have, the better house, better castle you got. I got to go back and play this. Yeah, it's fun. fun. So at the end, you can either end up with like a tree house um, or like a a pagoda, like a, um, yeah, pagoda. A uh, little birdhouse, or you get the castle. The castle. Yeah. Well, I gotta get this a try. I'm going Definitely. to do that this week. We got we gotta make a we gotta make a run up the up the street and see what they got because I want to find a couple of the. Oh yeah, I do. I was I was digging deep and all I could find was uh, one Donkey Kong game. I was so disappointed because I couldn't. Where would we go? Where even sells it around here? Second Charles. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. But they might overprice yeah. it. We'll think. We'll, we'll have to. eBay. eBay. Yeah, but or you I know me. I like to. You know, it's not the, not the same. All right. Let's move on. My next pick. Recently, we compared two superheroes, Dashing Super Guy and Kirby from Nintendo. In some ways, Kirby lost big. No big hair, no big muscles, no weapons, nothing. All Kirby's got is appetite. Kirby's Dreamland, the thrilling new adventure game on Game Boy. Kirby munches, spits back, and floats, saving glorious Dreamland. He's Kirby, and he packs a mean fight. Kirby's Dreamland only on Game Boy. Game Boy sold separately. Kirby's Dreamland. This was a fun game, developed by HAL Laboratories, which they did, um, they did, I mean, they're best known for Super Smash Brothers, but, uh, yeah, they did a lot. They did, uh, Pokemon Snap, Earthbound, and then Earthbound 64, which was just canceled. And anything Kirby you've seen has pretty much been done by HAL Laboratories for that for Nintendo. But uh, Kirby, this game was another one of like a standout on Game Boy. It, it showed the the power that this little tiny console had, and it was fun as fuck. Kirby would just take other enemies' powers by eating them. <laughs> An insatiable appetite, and um, it, w- it was like an adorable game too. Kirby's still adorable, and kind of like a predecessor to Pokemon. You th- yeah, the, the the character, the and character. also the way he was branded, especially yeah. in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, he was adorable at the end. He did that little like pose. Yeah, yeah, he'd do his little dance and do his like, look at me pose, and it really like. If, if it wasn't for this game, we might have never got Super Smash Brothers because it was the most successful game HAL Laboratories ever had and <clears throat> led them to um, Super Smash Brothers, which Kirby is now a, a, a fighter in. And in his Kirby's Dreamland would go on to spawn tons of sequels. Kirby's Adventure was on NES. And um, then they did Kirby's Air Ride. Ca- 
Kirby's Pinball Land, um, Kirby's Dream Land 2, Kirby's Dream Land 3. And I just, but in my mind, Kirby's Dream Land's always the base, the basic is always the original and the best. And that was the most fun for me. See, I had Kirby's Dream Land 2. Okay. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember, I'm, I'm sure I played the original, but I just, I remember having, remember that, having that two was a Super Game Boy pack, right? Yeah. It had the special color palette and like rings around it if you put mm-hmm. it in Super Game Boy. Yeah. Uh, and you had like the animals and shit, but I don't want to digress from, from yours. I, I never played this. I gotta yeah. get, I gotta try I just, this. I just remember you could, you could turn, you would like hop into a fish and you could swim around in, in two. But in the first one, did you have like, if you swallowed the one guy, could you have like the blades attack? Yeah. You, okay. Just yeah, want you to make sure attacks, yeah. that was my personal favorite. <laughs> Good old Kirby. Anywhere I can, anywhere I can turn my guy into a character that could shoot something. You really? I like was that. good. Well, no, I, I kind of like that that range attack. It made me feel safe. <laughs> well, uh, your next guy had a couple attacks of his own. He's the beast you loved on Super NES, and now we've captured him on Game Boy in an all new game with all new enemies and worlds. Donkey Kong Land, new for Game Boy and Super Game Boy. I never I mean, played any of the Donkey Kong. Really? No. What about Donkey Kong Country? Did you ever play that yeah. on Super? No. Mm. I mean, because that was a monster. It was. Um, that was uh, rare, right? Yeah. Did Rare make the Game Boy one too? Uh, yes. It was developed by Rare. Um, this I, I this is the one I found. I still have it. Right. And it was a uh, yellow cart. The yellow cart. Because if you would put it in the Super Game Boy with Super Nintendo super game boy adapter and you would get like bananas and shit on the border and stuff like that and also the graphics were a little improved but this game i mean we talk about the power of what they can fit into a cartridge i mean the detail like you you can actually see like the fur Hmm. on donkey kong the amount of detail that went into the game uh and it was very similar to uh, Donkey Kong Country. So it's basically it's like they they took that the whole inspiration of that game and and packed it into a little Game Boy cartridge. Was this the first uh, Diddy Kong? I don't I don't think it was the first because Diddy Kong was in oh, okay. Donkey Kong Country. But yeah, you could you could swap back and forth, uh, you know, using your barrels between Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong. Donkey Kong would do his barrel roll. Diddy Kong would do his cartwheel. Uh, but those damn bees, bees, uh, they were always the death of me. But it was fun. You'd go through and you'd try to play through each level over and over again until you can the collect all the The plot is Kong. mischievously cranky, teases the Kongs that they cannot replicate their success of their past game on an 8-bit system. It, they break the fourth wall a lot oh, wow. in this game. Yeah, it's fun. Huh. Well, not, okay, I put it on my list of games I got to play. I actually uh, I have it in my bag, so if you want it, you can... I'll let you have it for a while until I... Okay, I'm going to have to play it. Yeah. Uh, wow, it was awarded the best Game Boy game of 19... 19- oh, it was a late one, 95. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there was uh, Donkey Kong Land 2 and Fisher Dixie and a, and a 3. Dixie Kong and Kitty Kong. Oh, it was a Game Boy Color remake exclusive to Japan. Actually, that's all I have now is my Game Boy Color. 
I, I, can't, I have a Game I, Boy Color, and I, my, my original I, Game Boy is kind of, kind of beat yeah, up. Though. See, the I screen, can't, you gotta, I like, can't work find it, my brick. The... I don't. I know I never got rid of it. Mm-hmm. I think it might have been one of those mom threw out a box when I was in school one day. and Mama squeezer. Yeah, it ended she up. She was condemning Pee Wee Herman. She was throwing uh, out your Game it's, Boy. It's, it's, nah, it's not her fault. I think it's genetic. My, my great-grandmother threw a whole footlocker away of all my grandfather's comic books while he was in the Army because... <laughs> Detectives comic number one. You're never going to read that again. Seriously. Wow. Yeah, it's gone. Stupid funny books. Stupid funny books. <clears throat> I would not be talking to you today. I'd be sitting on my throne of gold laughing. <laughs> would your throne of gold be a toilet? Yes. Yes, it would. Sick. I was just thinking it would be like, a, like gold coins. Uh-huh. Like Wario. Oh. And I'd have a gold toilet I, next to me. I get why you like Wario it. so much. I could see the similarities between you two. Well, we both read Atlas Shrugged as kids. <laughs> a is A. <laughs> you're both, I'm not calling you fat, but you're both a little oh. stocky. Oh, Wario's big and, Got it. and we full were, of anger. Full of anger. Uh, constantly worried about finances. Uh, we like to wear hats. Yes. Uh, if um if if Wario was on Mario's podcast, I'm sure he'd tell the story of <laughs> running over a dog when he was on his school bus. I didn't run over the dog, the bus driver right. did. Well, well I'm sure Wario would tell the but story. But if I would have had my bull helmet on, I would have stuck to the ceiling <laughs> when we went up and over the dog. That's true, you would have. Oh boy. We're tangenting. Wait, tangent. Tangenting. Yeah. It's our word. It so. is our word. We could use I it. I also point out, I realized last week I told you that at the 50-minute mark, you actually, I can quote, wow, we're staying on track today. And that immediately led into a tangent. <laughs> it did. It was, like, I'll show you staying on track. Yeah, just, I think it was subconscious, too. Right. Which, by the way, this is now a tangent. This is a tangent. But it was good. We, we were doing too well on time. We needed a tangent. Yeah. We need to give people, we need to give Get a Shovel something to listen to and laugh at because his drive is, is long. And, and without our nonsense, he could have to just maybe listen to an old one. And NPR and learn oh, something new. Wow. Instead of listen to us and learn something old. Right. <laughs> learn something you already knew. Remember something with the Rat Ears podcast. That should be our slogan. <laughs> what are we going to remember next? If you know that song, then you've spent many of hours playing Babs Big Break. Let me take you back, Squeezer, to a time when we were kids. When you, <clears throat> for Easter for you as a kid, were you given a basket full of candy? Oh, yeah. Was there ever a small gift in any? Yeah, we usually did like a small, like, I, I think we talked anywhere about Anywhere from a this, 5 like, to $10 it item. It was like color forms. Color forms. Or... An action, one action yeah, figure. One action figure. The, my biggest year Some was stuffed animal. My biggest year was when Star Wars came out with those like semi micro machines. Right, like, the microverse. The, micro, yeah. yeah. I got the A wing. Okay. Yeah, which was awesome because then it was just smashing into every bridge it could possibly find. My biggest year ever, and I was completely. My mom just decided to splurge. I come out. We get ready for church. My mom's like, "Oh, 
check your Easter baskets, you know. Mm-hmm. It's not that we believed in the Easter money, but sure. she still did. You wanted. did you did you milk it longer? Like, did you play longer? You just ex- no, no. She, I, I told her, I, you know, I was Four. I was a cynical. I stopped. I told her horrible things about me not <laughs> believing in things when I was really young, and so she, you know, but she wanted to play it out as long as she could. And one, I go out there, and there's a copy of Tiny Tunes. Bab's big break for Game Boy in my Easter basket. Oh, a good tax return that year. Must have been. <laughs> this was 1992, so I was probably 10, and it was right when at the height of of Tiny, Tiny Toons Mania. Mm-hmm. This game was so much fun. You could switch between. It was Konami who did the Turtles game, uh, so it was all about switching characters. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So the, the goal was Babs wanted to make our Hollywood break and Montana Max was trying to get in the way. I don't know what that had to do with the plot, but it was a side-scroller and you could play as either Buster, Plucky, or Hampton. Now Hampton was the best because each had different attacks. Uh, Plucky had his pineapple that kind of like bounced off the ground and went shot out. Uh, Buster had his carrot which kind of like flew through the sky and like, you know, kind like of a, like... Like a Hammer Brother? Yeah, like a Hammer toss. Brother. Okay. Hampton rolled a watermelon. So that was easily the best. And I was a big Hampton fan. Hampton mm-hmm. was my favorite of Tiny Toons. Oh, see, that's where I was missing on the NES game. You couldn't play as Hampton. He was just a supporting character. Oh, was he? Yeah. So, yeah, uh, and then you could switch between, and then you had to, like, solve clues and get the help of other various Tiny Toons characters. And it was fucking hard. This game is very hard uh, and challenging. Um but it was it was a lot of fun, and and it was so hard that the Japanese version offered passwords to get to where you were, and had unlimited continues, where the one in America only had uh, two continues, and no no, no password. Passwords. So you, how many how many batteries did you go through where you have to go to your Game Boy is just sitting on Pausing, just burning yeah. all night it long? Did, yeah, it, it, was, it was pretty good with that. Uh, it didn't really, uh. It didn't really, but there was, so there was like, you collect these little diamonds, these jewels, and you play mini games with them. And you could also, you also collect uh, power-ups, like Plucky's pineapples, the carrots. And so if like you're out of watermelons, you got to go to Plucky or Buster. Okay. So you were limited. Yeah. And then also Buster could jump a little higher. Plucky was a little faster, but um, Hampton had the best power-up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was that was that's a game. I have that on a cartridge. If you want to do a cartridge swap, yeah, let's do a swap. Because I haven't, I haven't played this. I was just we talked about this a couple of weeks ago when we talked about right the NES version, and you brought it up, and I, I mean, I knew of it, but I never, I never played it. So yeah, let's do a, a little cartridge, little cart, little swap cart swap here on uh, the Rad Years cart swap. So yeah, that's that's not. <laughs> I'm excited. I want to just I want to try it out. But did they they had like Dizzy and Furball and they they were yep. like supporting characters yep. similar to yep they were all in it everybody was in it Elvira yeah, oh yeah or Elmira Elmira yeah yeah Elmira yeah she chases you around she's a she's a villain okay. similar to like uh, the NES one where you're like in a room trapped with her and you have to like avoid her for a certain period of time or I don't know I never played the NES I just one. I just need tips because I'm gonna be playing this. Played all night long. You're gonna have to. I don't have cell reception where I'm working tonight, so and I, you'll, I need that. When you'll notice on the back of my, because you know I'm a cheater, mm-hmm. so you'll notice on the back of my cartridge there's a sticker with Game Genie codes. The old, oh, the shit. old Game Boy Game Genie was this huge albatross. 
that plugged <laughs> into the top mm-hmm. of the Game Boy and was almost another Game Boy on top of it. So big that it had a little cartridge, a compartment that you pulled out the little book that That's had right. the codes. But it also came with stickers for a lot of games that you could put on the back of the cart that you could look at because I don't know, you couldn't even look at it. It's pretty fucking stupid because the cart went in and yeah. the sticker faced out. Hmm. The, 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 the title sticker faced out. So, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. When you put it in the Game Genie, the sticker faced you. Okay. So it reversed it. So this thing goes into the game, and then you. So you're you're basically holding. Um, hmm. What could I describe it? It's you're basically holding like two Game Boys. So it's really mm-hmm. top heavy. And it's just falling forward yeah. on you. It's, you yeah. need a little you know a little tripod just to support the weight of it. Right. Right. Yeah. So that yeah that was that you'll notice that sticker is still on my original copy of Tiny oh, Toons Bad Big Break. So if you find, can dig up a Game Genie, you can cheat. And that's the only way you're going to beat the game. This probably. is one of those things where I feel we can actually stick to when we say we're going to do this and we're going to do that. I can go and I will get Game Boy games. What? Well, just uh, we are. I bought the special thing that we're going to start our YouTube with, but that's one thing. Yeah. But also, this is something we're going to do today. I'm going to give you Babs Big Break, and you're going to do me, it. And next week, we're going to report back. On these games, that's awesome. what, that's a guarantee from the Rad Years podcast. Because in, in in lieu of uh, uh, Hudson's real life death, uh, which by the way I forgot to mention, no one died in a movie like Bill Paxton. Mm. Man, could he die in a movie? Oh, Terminator, you, know you, said Hudson, you just reminded me. One of my favorite games on Game Boy was Adventure Island Two. <laughs> oh, I love the Game shit. Boy one as much as I love the. We'll return. Yeah, we could return. There's a lot of them. Yeah, there a lot are of great a lot ones. Of them. I mean, nothing's going to oh, surpass we didn't my epic. talk Pokemon. That's, I thought you were no. going to do Pokemon. I was going to, but I figure. We both love Pokemon. Don't shit on us I, yeah. for not picking Pokemon. Also, last week, for snacks, tangent time. Do oh. we need to get a tangent cart? Like, Hang on. Where's rah. my phone? Because the wife sent me a. Not oh, my wife. Sorry, honey. Where is this picture? She just sent me this on the way over here. She goes, I just bought a snack for my desk. You should have talked about this on the last show. Nutty Buddies, Little Debbie. Oh, uh, dude, I got so hungry. I am appreciating that she's buying Giant Brand tea for her desk, though, too. It's saving some money for us. Thanks, honey. <laughs> oh, man, go. those look good. Little Debbie Nutty Buddies. A buck seventy-nine for up, those things. Up the it's cart. Still... <laughs> this is a tangent. Warning. <laughs> tangent is coming. We should just, you know what? We got to set up a second... Uh, second source so i can keep that hot <laughs> and then we you just push at any time so it just cuts in and i'm aware of what did we forget last week uh teenage we, mutant ninja turtle pudding buys oh from hostess those glorious green glazed vanilla pudding uh, pies oh my god also i think wwf ice cream bars oh shit yeah yeah. Oh, I know which what I, I had? which I posted on our Instagram the, a couple months ago. Uh, Ninja Turtle pot, the ice cream, like with the gumballs. For oh, they still eyes. sell those. I know. Yeah. I had one. We were down in. We were just walking around DC one day. We were bored, oh, yeah, you so we just me. we just yeah. drove down to DC for lunch. And uh, what? There's a awesome grilled cheese. DCGC. It's great grilled cheese place. 
So we went down to get some went went down to get some grilled cheese, and then one of those little like vendors where they get all the tourists coming off the bus. I'm like, I need to buy that. So I paid like seven dollars for. She got a a Bugs Bunny one, and I got a a Ninja Turtle one, and it was doesn't eh, didn't taste as great as I thought it would, but it was still it was it was uh, it was fun. It was fun with the gumball, the The rock hard break your teeth gumball eyeballs. Oh, that was a good tangent. That was, was good. Good, good job. <laughs> I was worried there for a second. All right. On to your next near impossible game that was on. Vince, have you lost your head? That's what I'm trying to avoid, my friend. But Vince, if we don't belly up to the bullseye, how else can we prove that safety belts save lives? Oh, it ain't working, Larry. Nobody's listening. Sure they are. Look at them. They're buckled up. Hey. Them too. So maybe eating all these dashboard hors d'oeuvres is worth it. For sure. Hey, let's head back. Hey, buddy, I didn't know you knew how to drive. Drive? Drive? You could learn a lot from a dummy. Buckle your safety belt. Uh, yes, this this next game is brought to you by the PSA of the Incredible Crash Dummies, because this is the Incredible Crash Dummies for Game Boy. Possibly one of the hardest games. I've never completed it. I don't think I ever got through the second round of levels, because I think there was 15 levels to this game. But um, I didn't want to spoil it and say talk about this game in our first picks when we were talking about Super Mario Land 2 and the depth of that game and how all the levels were different and there was so much going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so Incredible Crash Dummies had uh, five levels and then it would just get a little harder the next time around and a little harder the next time around. So you're basically playing the same five levels over and over again. They just change it up I, a bit. We had this. My brother had it. I mean, He got annoyed with it and let me yeah. play it. But there's something about it because it was just kind of fun. I think they did a good job with the first level being the jumping off the building because i could just play that over and over again pot it up i got the game i run through you can hear the music yeah so the first level you would jump off the roof of a building you'd have to hit the awnings the awnings and you can bounce and do little uh somersaults and then you would go through those and break through um fire escapes gotta hit the target and then um you avoid the fires because they were just for some reason there was open flames coming out of windows. Yes, and then there was there also goes. about to jump. I'm watching. <laughs> just watching it. Yeah. The um the flagpoles that would stick out. Yeah, and you could swing on them. And right? you would swing on them, and the and then there was a target at the end, and you had to dive into the target and explode, and you would make like a dollar fifty or okay, something. Okay, so you like get that. more money the more targets you go yes. through. I see yeah. here. That's how I remember playing this. Yeah, you had to get. You money. eventually get. I, it was like a minuscule amount of money right. that you would get. He's not, he's not even at a buck yet. Yeah, he's poor he, crash dummies. Yeah, even even as a kid, you're like, really? I can make more money just raking leaves, <laughs> which uh. he's at a dollar thirty-three, <laughs> and we're uh, we're oh, but there's a timer too. What's that? Oh, so the but, more he bounces, the more time yeah. he gets until he could hit the limit mm-hmm. here. Uh, I never, I played this and I got through it, but I never mm-hmm. knew. I just would have fun, um, and then he hits the end and. Oh, you're gonna get a, a break in this business somehow, because then now we're on to the driving episode. Right? All right, so yeah, you it's testing out like a new air bumper, air bumper car. So you have to avoid the cracks in the road and the oil slicks. And this is like the first time you're like driving in a uh, in a crash dummy. This is the actual time, the only time you are driving as an incredible crash dummy. Right. Um, <laughs> Which, yeah. 
Okay, so you just had to go collect money and kind of... Uh, yeah, and you had to keep uh, hitting uh, the air, air air canisters okay, yeah. to keep the car moving. Whoever's playing this is way better than I ever was <laughs> as a child. Or as an adult, even when I try and replay. <laughs> uh, oh, so then there's the air. So the air thing mm-hmm. would go down. And then and there you there's have some to crash ramps the target. Yeah, there's like a magnet, magnet wall. Yeah. I don't... Yeah. So then he made $9.46 he's up to now. Wow. And now, 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 we are, now we go skiing. Ski slope, yeah. This was <laughs> hard as fuck. good music, right? Yeah, the music was pretty good. So, yeah, this is... For for a Crash Dummies game, it's pretty much just downhill skiing. Yeah. I feel like they kind of just had a bunch of different mini games for a bunch of other other games and just kind of now, meshed it in the one. And Wasn't the Nintendo game exactly like this? I never played it for I, Nintendo. I, just, I never did either, but I heard it was exactly like this. Oh, he just jumps and stuff, and he has to yeah. hit as many targets as he can. There's no, there's just a time limit on this stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like a basically it's a skiing game. Yeah, <laughs> there's nothing really special about it. Yeah, yeah, what, it's just a crash dummy skiing. Actually, for a skiing game, it's pretty fairly accurate quality skiing game. Right, it's not bad. And then he finishes, and then he made it. That's it. He's got yeah. The money. Was the space? Was there a spaceship? The yeah. game has to be almost over. Oh, yeah. this was the... Now the bomb... The, you're at the bomb level, correct? This is like a tapper, right? Uh, uh, today you are on the bomb, you have an ammunition yeah. factory. So you get three assembly lines. Yeah. And there are bombs that come down. Okay, right. And oh, there's so some... smash? Some... Now there's some bombs with the fuses are lit. You have to right. blow those out. Okay. And other... And for to some, smash crash dummy for parts. For some reason, crash dummy parts come out of the bomb machine. You right. have to smash oh, there's them. A, oh, he did it. Yeah. Oh, this, was, this seems a lot easier th- than I remember. It's hard as fuck. This guy's just good. This guy's good. This is hard as fuck. Because you'd have to, like, This bounce. is like Tapper. When you have to t- tap the beers and get it to him and yes. then collect the glasses. Yes. All right, thank you. Yeah. I, was, I knew what you were talking about. But right. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Like I said, it's a bunch of different mini games from other games right. compiled into one. So, yeah, he's uh, the, the bombs are going through. And how do you know when this is over? Uh, I don't know. No if, time I don't remember one. if you got to a certain score. You failed uh, when all three lines oh, blew up. Blew up. Okay. Yeah. This guy's good, man. This yeah. Is better than I ever was. He's got. He's got. He's. He's got three dollars and eighty cents. He's blowing out a fuse, crushed the, the head. I feel like that's. You should get more money for working in a bomb plant than. Yeah, he's only getting four dollars and forty cents so far. Oh, well, maybe it's in Mexico or yeah, you know, probably Philip- Cambodia, Philippines, China. Yeah. And he did it. Slamming, jamming. And there's fireworks. I don't think I ever beat that level because I don't remember this. He's up to $23.30. Okay, here's the spaceship. Is this yeah. the last one? The, well, kind of. Yeah. This is the last one. And then when you beat this, you go right back to the building and it's just a different layout. It's harder? It's harder, yeah. Like at the end of the building level, like it's tricky because... Okay, so it launches the and the, the thing could barely stay up. Yeah. Uh, I forgot what this is. There's another game just like this. I forgot what the hell it's called. Yeah, it looks like a. Um, but yeah, you have to kind of thrust and control, uh, and your ship is always dropping. Right. Okay. And he's getting. It's kind of like almost. It's kind of like reminiscent of the turtles underwater seaweed. Stage. Yeah, similar, just as frustrating. Just as. Fr- uh, it, it's similar. Pretty much, this game was ahead of its time. This is pretty much now what SpaceX is trying to do by landing a <laughs> rocket on a pad. It's pretty much the exact same thing. And similar controls, probably. You should contact Elon and tell him <laughs> he could learn a thing or two from the Crash Test <laughs> hey, on Game Boy game. Play a Game Boy game from 25 years ago. Got some ideas for you.
Yeah, we this we did a, a audio commentary <laughs> tangent in the middle of <laughs> we yeah in the middle. Of, so if you queue up the incredible Crash Dummies gameplay in Game Game Boy and play along with this, wow he he so he beat the game with twenty five forty one. That's it. That's the game through. Huh. So yeah, five minutes. It could, you could beat this game in six minutes. Well, no, that's just the first round. Right. Now you have to go back and you play it over again, but it's harder. Well, that's but that's the game. It, yeah, that's. I mean. That's the fun part. Then it just gets frustrating after that. <sighs> Let's talk to my another ahead of its time game. Be afraid. Be very afraid. One life-sucking Metroid survived the first Metroid adventure, and it's multiplying rapidly. You must help Samus save the universe again in Metroid 2. So we're giving you more power and mightier weapons to search a bigger world. Game Boy sold separately. Destroy or be destroyed. Metroid 2, The Return of Samus, only on Game Boy. The future is in your hands. Oh, this still scares me to this day. Metroid 2, The Return of Samus. My friend in Catholic school had this game, and he was like, Oh, did you ever play Metroid? This was my introduction to Metroid. I never oh, really? played the Nintendo one. So I played this first, and then I was like, oh, I got to get to the Nintendo one. And I was like, what's this power suit? I need the, what's the suit called? The, the Varia suit, which, which he had in this game. This game was awesome. You had to go collect the Metroids before the pirates collected them and used them for bad, and they killed the Metroids. Um, and, I mean, a lot of people, like, like bitched about the graphics and the sound in this game, but I loved it. It was like it, it gave you so much to do in a Game Boy game. Again, we're talking. We keep talking further about. I mean, ti uh, not Tiny Toons, but Crash Dummies aside, the games we're talking about are building up to how powerful. Just showcased how powerful this tiny little system was, and this game is still so popular. There's a uh, fan remake happening. There, it's a full color remake. <clears throat> Um, they're modeling it after Metroid Zero Mission, and um, I guess Nintendo's trying to sue them <laughs> with DMCA takedown requests, but I guess it's still happening. It's cool. It just proves how popular this stuff was. Did you play this? Uh, I don't think I did. I might have the cart around somewhere. All right. A after next week, we'll do another. We'll just keep swapping. swapping I gotta find. I know I have Babs in my drawer. On oh, I know. I know. I got all my games just lying around somewhere. I just it was. I was pulling my hair out trying to find them. I don't. I can't. I don't have much to say about this other than it was. It was really fun, and it it, it really sucked you in and figuring out the puzzles. And there was there was two new. I don't know what the the you know the ball attacks were, but they added two new ones that they continue to use in all the games. Um. But yeah, Metroid 2, Return of Samus. Great game. And now... Now, mine, I... This is saying something. This might be amongst the best... It's amongst the best games ever made. It could be considered... The second the, best. Well, yeah, after... Well, it's always... Everything's always after three. No, no. Oh. After Ocarina. Oh, you just... Thanks, Ryan. What hey, here, yeah, here we're gonna listen to this. What's this music? Oh, there's the theme. Oh, so you, just play the goddamn music. What's this? Oh, yeah. All right.
death staring me. <laughs> well, would you not consider Ocarina of Time the best Zelda game ever? Well, yeah, but I was gonna wait to say that until after the people hear the musical ba boom, the bombast, and you know, we'll just blow it right now. Oh, I love this game. This game was so hard and challenging, yes. but so fun. This is Legends of Zelda Link's Awakening. Yes, which in my mind blew. I like it was better than the Super Nintendo version. Oh yeah, Link's uh, Link to the Past. Link to the Past was better than the Nintendo games. I, I this is the second best Zelda game for me behind Ocarina of Time. And I love Wind Waker too. But yeah, the Wind Waker, you know, was good, but this mm-hmm. was better. Yeah. Uh, the. the, the, the what you can put on a Game Boy cartridge again. It, it's amazing. It just blows my mind what they did with this thing. And especially with the DX edition, too, when they colored it and they added some different dungeons. Um, I had both versions of it. Uh, I love this game. So what happens a year, it's following up after the other Zelda games. And Link's just sailing around on a little raft and like trying to look for new adventures. And he crashes in the storm. And he wakes up and on this island... And to leave the island, he has to wake the windfish. And his guide throughout this is this owl. And you don't know if this owl has nefarious dealings or what. And uh, it's just a very deep... I mean, you took what... um, You look at the first Legend of Zelda. Great game, but I mean, you're just... Every now and then you would go in a cave... Mm-hmm. Or, you know, and buy a sword here. This game, you had full villages, you had cities, castles, towns. There was so much going on in this game. I still and, have my copy of this. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. I might have to borrow it if I don't find yeah. mine just to play, to just get it out of my system. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and, like, you could steal. That was something you would go into a mm-hmm. shop and you could steal and you'd run around the shopkeeper until they weren't looking and you can get out the door. Mm-hmm. But then if you went back into the shop, they'd knock you out. Yes. And then your name in would always be thief then they would only address you as thief uh a lot of mario uh nintendo cameos in this too like chomp uh you know how this came about they were working on a port for Link's awakening or i'm sorry link to the past um after hours and (laughs) all of a sudden they just decided to fuck it um not do it in hyrule not feature Princess Zelda or the Triforce, just make it a Link mm-hmm. story, and it turned yeah. out fantastic. How great you can do that with a AAA title. Just say, fuck it, let's do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as it turns out, spoilers, uh, it's, this is basically like, a, like an acid trip, like Link did mushrooms, and the, as it turns out, this whole thing was a dream. So to escape this dream, he had to, you kind of, there are some hints, I guess, because you're fighting like nightmares. Mm. Um, And then you have to wake the windfish, which I guess maybe are you the windfish? So it's all, it's a journey of self. It is. Yes. But yeah, when you get, once you get your, the feather and your Pegasus boots and you can run and jump and there's so much that you had to collect, uh, you know, similar to things that would become standard throughout you know the rest of the Zelda games, which I'm, you know, I'm sure were stat- were, they were established early on too. But just the depth of needing to use the tools to surpass each level, and the natural boundaries, you know, like mm-hmm. your, the the power bracelet, so you can like lift certain boulders, so you can move on, and like the the diamond, the crystal block. Well, it also was the first Zelda game to feature the ocarina. Oh, is that true? Mm-hmm. Interesting. 
And fishing. The first and fishing. Another game you fish. Uh, the claw machine. Yeah. There's a claw machine. Well, um, Mario Six Golden Coins had a claw machine. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I think well because then uh, there was a Yoshi doll. You can get the Yoshi. Yeah. Uh, which is part of like a little mini game. There was a lot of like breaking the fourth wall mm-hmm. in this here and there. And then my personal favorite was the little phone booth. You would there was missions you would get from one guy and you'd never meet him, but you just answer the phone and <laughs> do little jobs from him. It was it was something. Oh, uh, except those goddamn woods. Yeah. Getting lost in the woods because you didn't go in the right order. It would just send you right back to the beginning or somewhere else. And it was you would cheat a lot on that. You would use your oh, uh, fuck yeah. uh, a Nintendo Power. If you had that. You had to. And uh, to find your way through. Or in the very early games, or if you played it later down the road and you had the internet and you were just going through uh, like game FAQs Mm -hmm. and someone would build a map via text. (laughs) So you're following text maps, trying to find your way through the woods. Oh, yeah. But this game, this is probably my my favorite Game Boy game of all time, surely, and probably in my top five video games of all time. I absolutely love this game. That's it's crazy how many of our if you go in your top ten, how many of them land from Game Boy, the mm-hmm. super rudimentary like system that that just brought it brought the best out of designers because mm-hmm. they had lit, what little to work with. You know that's oh so then now we're talking about the Nintendo Switch. It comes out today. Yes, we're recording this on Friday, March second, third, third, and <laughs> the Switch came out today. And Breath of the Wild, Zelda Breath of the Wild, they are saying this is the best Zelda game. Fuck, are they ever. gonna make me go out I know, and buy one of these? dollars the game in the system. Uh, I'm gonna have to. I might buy it. Yeah, just like you did a PlayStation Four. Right, and that's really panning out. Maybe I'll trade it in and get this. <laughs> Oh, but what happens next year when Red Dead comes out? Eh, that's not my thing. Oh, come on. It's so fucking good. These guys, I had a, I bought a PlayStation 3, what was it, three years now? Four years ago? Something like that. Four years ago when GTA 5 came out to play online with Squeezer and a couple of other friends. And then they all upgraded to PlayStation 4. I, wa- I wanted the Duke car. This <laughs> November, they convinced me when the motorcycle update came out to update to PlayStation 4 just for one game, GTA 5. And we played it a lot for maybe a month or two, mm-hmm. and it's just collecting dust in my room. Talk about my Apple Watch. You said it was going to collect dust. <laughs> they make an app for my Play, which costs more money, the PlayStation 4. I'm, you know what? I might do that. I might trade it in and get oh, the Switch. Fair. I still remember, though, when you went to go buy your PlayStation 3 when I was going out to buy G- We went together at midnight, yeah. and everyone was in line. I went and bought my copy. I had my reserved copy of GTA 5, and How about the you, bundle? you walked down the different line and you were the only person walking out with a big box because you had to go and buy a system for it. Yes. Everyone's looking at you like, what the hell is this guy doing? Well, I don't give a shit. Uh, and then that way, well, then in a the year from now, you can go and buy another PlayStation 4 so you can play Red Dead. Mm. I'm telling you, it's so worth it. Horses. There are horses. Just like Epona. Epona. Taking it all back. Oh, but before we move on, this last bit... Um, they didn't need to advertise this game at all. I mean, it, it's Zelda. It's perfect. People are going to buy it. All you have to do is say, Zelda's out for 30 seconds. Just so show Zelda, Game Boy, and people will know there's a game out. They'll go buy it. But someone, some genius in the marketing department thought they needed to sell it. So they're like, hey, let's take so everyone's favorite things from the 90s and just mash it together into one big pile of crap, and we get this. Zelda from the very start. 
I got the heart, it's Mars to play the part. Sit down with Zelda. Creeping through with an overhead view. Cause a man's gotta do what a man's gotta do. So I stay on track, collect the facts. Never cut the slack, and I always watch my back for Jack. Sit down with Zelda. I'm the man with the plan Cause the power's in my head And the power's in my hand Moving on Alright, so what's your next pick? Now, I don't really know how to pronounce this But <coughs> Is this gonna <laughs> fuck with me? Hyankyo Alien Now let me, let me I'm gonna play some music You pop me up okay. This is from the game This is the game Let me paint you a picture This game is, is huge um, it's like mother. <laughs> so, um, when I was a kid, every Friday, most Fridays, we'd go to this mall that had a grocery store attached to it. My mom would go shop in the mall, and we'd go grocery shopping. There was a KB toy store in the mall. And in the early 90s, they had this game for sale for $7, Game Boy game. And at that point, I had my Game Boy, and I was willing to consume any game possible. And I saw this game for $7.99, <laughs> Hyankyo Alien. I told my dad, oh, I want to buy that with my allowance. He's like, all right, I don't know, whatever. So I bought it. It took me forever to figure out how to play this. And I'd be, like, walking around. And so first of all, this game dates back from, it was created by the University of Tokyo's Theoretical Science Group in 1979. The original. Um, it was a personal computer game, and it was ported to all sorts of, of, of systems. And the player controls high-end period police officer who must defend the capital city from an alien invasion by digging holes in the ground and filling them back up after an alien falls inside. The player scores points for every alien trap, and the quicker the hole is filled up after the alien falls in, the higher number of points the alien scored. Um, and it gets harder and harder as the levels go on. Um, and uh, Mel a company called Meldak released a Game Boy version of the game in Japan and North America in 1990. And this, it, it, when you start, when you launch a game, it, came, it said old or new. And at that point, I never heard of this. I couldn't even pronounce can, the title. Can you spell it for me so I can at least get an H E I like Heineken A N K Y O Alien. So you get a chance to play the old or the new version. You know, I, okay. So I played the new one, and it took me forever to figure out how to how to play this. Um. Yeah. <laughs> And it was it was tough, but I figured it out. I had fun with it. I actually played it a lot, and it was eight dollars. I have if you look back, scroll back on my my Instagram, the the Radio's Instagram, you could find where I posted a screenshot of a KB Toy Store ad advertising this game for seven ninety nine. Yeah, it's strange. I've never heard of this. I've never seen this. Oh yeah. This came out, it was released in 1979 originally? Yeah, the original one, but this, the Game Boy 4 but was it was a port. Like, is it very similar to the, or? Well, like I said, there was, you could play the original port for the oh. old, or you could play the newer version that they okay. had. Okay. Think Pac-Man. Okay. Like, Pac-Man originally came out in the 70s, but they'd constantly release ports of it for everything. It was a little updated. It wasn't anywhere near Pac-Man. But then other games ripped it off. Um... Load Runner, I don't know if you remember yeah. that one. Load Runner was a direct copy of this game. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So, like some of these, like you know, what? there's a lot of detail in the little 
and the little yeah. Japanese guy running around. Yeah, for... absolutely. Okay. I would check it out if you I'm can get it. I'm not quite sure what the hell those things are. Wait, so they're holes? You dig the hole. Okay. And an alien would go over and fall into it. And as soon as you fall in, you got to get and fill it up as quick as you can. Oh, get I points. see. Okay. Yeah. This is different. It was very different. Oh, snap. It took me oh, a got, while. Get over there. Fill in the hole. It took you me got him. You got him. Yay. He does a little dance. It, yes. Well, Squeezer right now is watching. We're doing a, a, a commentary for a game you never wanted to hear <laughs> on the Radius podcast. That's the ultimate tangent. But um, that wraps up Game Boy games for us. Uh, let us know what you think. Email us at rad.years at gmail. Or let us know. We're going to post a bunch of these pictures and screen caps of these games on our Instagram. Tell us what you think. What do you know? If you got any favorite games your, uh, yourself, uh, tell um, us. And uh, we'll check them out, too. Yeah. Yeah, we'll try and play them. And I, got, I, got I want to do this now. I feel like we can pull this one off. Every week I say we're going to do something. I'm going to do something. This people, one is possible. Also, people asking when we're launching our YouTube content. It's coming very soon. Like next month, I swear, we are going to have YouTube content. You're going to get to see our ugly faces and still listen to us arguing over certain things. Oh, you can, we're going to have to work something out with the whole... Or don't we? Just do the exact same thing. You can see us just do our awful hand signals if we're trying to communicate <laughs> with each other. Yes. Yes. That's how we need to do Thumbs it. up, thumbs down. I don't know what this means. We're just, yeah, we're just constantly shrugging <laughs> our shoulders. Now, what are we doing next week, Squeeze? I don't know. What are we doing next week? We're going to talk about our favorite things from the year 1991. Now, this oh, is yeah. an idea I've heard in other podcasts before, like re retro nostalgia podcasts. They talk about their favorite things, but we have favorite things from 1991 that might not be similar to their favorite yeah. things. So we're going to pick nine. We were going to do 87, but I was five and you were four. Yeah. So we're going to do 1991, which I was nine and you were eight. So yes. A little more developed. Yes. Still not developed at our it's, ages I'm now. Still not but, developed in yeah, 2017. We're still, we're still trying. It's a struggle. The struggle is real. But thanks for listening. Oh, oh, the plant monster got him. Are you still watching? Yes. Jesus Christ. Sorry for taking people's Lord's name in vain, but you, br you bring it out of me, Squeezer. Sorry. All right. This is that was all for this week's Rad Years podcast. We made it over an hour. <laughs> the, oh, tangents. the tangents, yeah, the tangents. We'll edit those out. We should be. Oh, no, we, we'll never edit no. tangents out. That's our guarantee to you. Yes. We have never edited tangent out, and we never but will. But when we're on YouTube, don't we have to edit out every single pause? So it's just a rambling of words without <laughs> any any silence whatsoever. That seems to be what the kids do. Yeah. But I'm we're too gonna, old for that We're going to take our own route. We're going to have tangents and pauses and awkward silence on YouTube. But that's it. We gave them all we have. Uh, until next week. I'm Squeezer. And I'm RK.